Welcome to the June 3rd, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show, where we do a deep dive market analysis every day and talk about the most interesting stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. This is your host, Space Marine, live from space. Bitcoin has had a volatile past few days, so we had that CME Bitcoin futures expiration on Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, and when that happened, Bitcoin was floating right around $8,400. And then after that, on Saturday and Sunday, Bitcoin managed to rise all the way to $8,820, $8,820 on Bitstamp. So that seemed to indicate that perhaps Bitcoin was going to have another long month, which means Bitcoin would go up for the month. Because the CME Bitcoin futures expiration is often a pivot point where we see either Bitcoin go from going up, like being bullish, to going bearish, going down. But the past four months in a row, actually, Bitcoin has gone up. So it seems like Bitcoin's been breaking the trend of the CME Bitcoin futures expiration doing anything at all. But on the other hand, Bitcoin really has risen a lot. It was at that bear market low of $3,100 in December. Now it's over $8,000. So it's risen a lot and it seems maybe primed for a short because short sellers can make a lot of money if Bitcoin went down for a month. So that's why I was thinking it's really important to watch the CME Bitcoin futures expiration. But yeah, on Sunday, Bitcoin was already up $400 since the expiration, and if it kept doing that and kept that trend, then it would be easy to declare that Bitcoin was going to go up this month and that it was a long month. But it did not hold at $8,800. Instead, Bitcoin went down last night especially. So Bitcoin went as low as $8,400 around 3 a.m. Eastern Time in the morning last night. So it gave back all of those gains. And since then, Bitcoin has been rising a little bit. So it rose from $8,400 up to $8,500, now $8,520 to be exact. And looking at the Bitstamp order book depth chart this morning, it looks like there is a lot of selling pressure versus buying pressure. Another important indicator is the relative strength index, which indicates overbought or oversold conditions. Well, right now the RSI is indicating on the long-term chart, the weekly chart, that Bitcoin is overbought. And then also on the daily chart for the RSI, there is lower highs on the RSI while Bitcoin has been having higher highs. So that's bearish diversion. So the relative strength index is indicating that there might be a reversal of the bull trend from the past month or two. But anyways, we're just going to wait and see what Bitcoin does. I usually wait even up to a week after the CME Bitcoin features expiration before making a proclamation of what's going to happen for the month. But like I said in previous shows, I was waiting for the CME Bitcoin futures expiration in order to declare if the bear market is over. And at this moment, with a few days of data since the expiration, I'm not ready to declare the bear market over. We need some more data. So if Bitcoin is, manages to rally this week and go to a new 2019 high or go above $9,000, then I'd say the bear market is over. But if Bitcoin is struggling and it actually goes down, if it goes below 8000 then I would expect this month to be a short month before Bitcoin goes down for the month. I don't know which way it's going yet, but yeah, this is a crucial week to watch Bitcoin's price to see what will happen for the month of June. Moving on with the rest of the market analysis. Since Bitcoin is down in the last 24 hours, it's down 2.2% in the last 24 hours to be exact. The rest of the crypto market is mostly in the red. Ethereum is down 2.5%. But it's near $264. So even though we're seeing some down movements over the past 24 hours, relatively, the crypto prices are a lot higher than they were a couple months ago. Ethereum's at $264. Ripple's actually up 1.1% in the past 24 hours. It's near $0.45. Cents. 
Bitcoin Cash is down 3.3% near $430. Litecoin is down 1.8%, but it's still at $113. EOS is down 6%, near $7.40. So EOS is kind of doing worse than most of the other cryptos this morning. And the reason EOS was rallying a lot in the past week until maybe a couple days ago was EOS said they had a big announcement coming. And it ends up that big announcement is they're launching a social media network called Voice. So this Voice social media network apparently uses EOS. Like you have to have like an EOS account. And maybe it involves like you get rewarded for using Voice with EOS. But there's no exact details about that. It'll probably be easy to tip people EOS on this Voice social media network. But that was their big announcement. And I guess it was underwhelming for the market. Because perhaps there's already a lot of social media networks like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So it's going to be hard for voice to compete. And we've seen that a lot with the D-apps. So I would consider this a D-app, a decentralized app. That's what voice is. And yeah, it's hard for D-apps to compete with the real mainstream apps like Facebook. So we'll see how voice does. I, I don't want to shoot it down right off, right from the get-go. But yeah, maybe the market thinks it's going to have a hard time competing, and that wasn't really a big announcement. That's the way the market's reflecting this. But yeah, that is the news from EOS. They're launching a social media network called Voice. Moving on with the market analysis, Binance Coin is down 2.9%, near $32. And there's some news from Binance as well. There's a couple of news stories from Binance. So first off, they did have their margin trading uh, like the beta is going live, but people that clicked on margin trading got this message saying It seems you are accessing this from an IP address belonging to one of the following countries So it's not available in the United States and also like 28 other countries and this apparently applies to the Binance Dex too So that's the other Binance story So the Binance margin trading and the Binance Dex are like not available in 29 countries so the Binance Dex was like the biggest news for Binance of the past couple months. There was a lot of anticipation for it to launch. And it's been available worldwide up until now. But suddenly on July 1st, anyone with an IP address from like the United States or Albania, Belarus, Bosnia. I don't want to read this whole list. It's a huge list of countries. All these countries are going to be blocked on July 1st from the Binance Dex. And I think that's the same list as the Binance Margin Trading. So people that thought Binance was going to be a competitor for BitMEX because they could use it in the United States. And Margin Trading is a very popular way of trading cryptocurrency where basically you get a margin loan and then you could like short sell because you could sell off the Bitcoin you get in the margin loan. And then if Bitcoin's price goes down, you buy the Bitcoin back and then you end up with some extra money in your account. Well, the margin trading is not going to be available in the United States. Neither is the Binance Dex. Suddenly, it's not going to be available in the U.S. within about a month. So, that's kind of hitting Binance Coin at this time. So, Binance Coin is used for the Binance Dex. And now, suddenly, people in the United States aren't going to be able to use the Binance Dex in like a month. So, maybe some people are selling off their Binance Coin holdings because they were going to use it on the Binance Dex. So, what's a Dex? It's a decentralized exchange. And it's basically an exchange that has like no KYC or AML, no know your customer and no anti-money laundering laws. It's like totally decentralized and free, but that's kind of illegal, I guess, in the United States. Like they have to do KYC technically in the United States, even though Binance doesn't. Like for the actual regular Binance exchange, if you keep it under like a couple of Bitcoins per day, like your withdrawals, you can use Binance without any KYC. But anyways, the Binance Dex would have allowed a lot more than two Bitcoins a day. 
and that's not allowed in the United States. So, yeah, they're kind of just banning people by IP address in about a month. So, moving on with the market analysis. Bitcoin SV is up 15.6%. It's at $221. So, Bitcoin SV is the most profitable crypto today. And it's been doing that a lot over the past couple of weeks, ever since Craig Wright copyrighted Bitcoin's code and white paper. Someone else, Wei Lu, copyrighted Bitcoin's white paper too, just to show that anyone could do it. But still, Bitcoin SV has kept those gains from that rally, and it's still going up. It's up 15%. Stellar is down 2%. Tron is down 7.1%. Cardano is down 2.4%. Monero is down 1.8%, but still at $94. Dash is down 3.3%, but still at $161. IOTA is down 5%, near $0.47. Cents. Cosmos is rallying again. It's up 13.5% near $6.70. Tezos is down 5.7%. And Dogecoin is down 1.6%. So just generally in the red across the crypto market this morning. And that's because Bitcoin has gone down. It went back to $8,800 on Sunday, but now it's back down to $8,500 at this moment. And the total crypto market cap hit a new 2019 high of $287 billion dollars on May 30th, Thursday, May 30th. And right now the total crypto market caps at $272 billion. So we're about $15 billion below that 2019 high for the total crypto market cap. But that being said, we are 172% above the bear market low of $100 billion in December. So the crypto market still has major gains since the bear market low in December. But that being said, Bringing it back to what I was talking about in the beginning of the market analysis, it's very important to see which way Bitcoin goes over the next several days during this work week because it might determine where Bitcoin's going for the rest of the month. So that's because we just said that CME Bitcoin futures expiration. So it's going to be very important to watch. Is Bitcoin like well above $8,400 by the end of this week or is it well below it? Because that's going to indicate whether we're going to have another bullish month or we're going to have a bearish month. So... That's all I have for the market analysis today. Moving on to the first story of the day. When you're using a cryptocurrency exchange, you should be very careful about whether you're using a market order or a limit order. So a limit order is what I would recommend. It's when you actually enter in the price you want to sell. Like, let's say you want to sell Bitcoin. You actually enter in the price like $8,500. So your Bitcoin is sold for no less than $8,500. It's sold exactly at $8,500. That's how a limit order works. But if you do a market order, it says usually on a crypto exchange, like, hey, if you click market order, it's going to sell it for you at the best possible price. That usually involves higher trading fees. Like on Binance, the trading fees are like 50% more if you do a market order. And also you're at the whim of the market. So let's say the price drops like $200 for Bitcoin, right? When you're clicking market order, you're gonna lose like money versus if you just did a limit order. Well, there's a really good example of this, a really terrifying example. So someone on Kraken did a market order with a lot of Bitcoin, like maybe way over $10 million of Bitcoin. So they hit market order instead of doing a limit order. And if you're selling like a tremendous amount of Bitcoin, you should definitely do limit orders and you should slowly sell off your Bitcoin like a little bit at a time so you don't destroy the order book. Because on every crypto exchange, there's an order book. And pretty much that's like orders at every level. Like there's going to be orders at 8,500, 8,450, 8,400. And you don't want to sell so much Bitcoin that you actually crash Bitcoin's price on that particular exchange because then you'll lose money versus if you did it slowly with limit orders. But someone hit a market order for like way over $10 million. 
And what ended up happening, it did as it promised. Like the exchange says, when you hit market order, it's going to sell it at the best price for you. So what it does is it goes down through the order book, like pretty much instantly. And the order, like this market order went down to a hundred Canadian dollars. So this is on Kraken and they use Canadian dollars for one of their pairs. And because they're based in Canada. So yeah, like the order was so big, it wiped out the order book and went all the way down to a hundred Canadian dollars. And whoever did this market order sold $10 million of Bitcoin for 100 Canadian dollars each. So they lost a tremendous amount of money. They lost like way over 90% of the value of their Bitcoins when they hit that market order. So at first, at the beginning of the market order, they probably got like decent prices. But then the order book like collapsed. And anyone that had buy orders that were set low, like really won. So some people, their strategy on an exchange is actually to catch stuff like this. They said buy orders really low. Like they'll set buy orders at like $1,000 a Bitcoin, $100 a Bitcoin. And they'll just hope that someone one day dumps into their order by accident. So that's what happened here. So some people got really lucky because someone did this huge market order, but the person that was actually doing the trading and trying to sell their Bitcoins of a market order, they really lost a ton of money. They lost like pretty much over $10 million by doing this. And there is some speculation that maybe this was a hack, like someone might have hacked someone else's account and pretty much set the order like that, and then they set their buy orders on the other account they had. So, yeah, like just to explain that in another way, so like let's say someone hacks your account, instead of just withdrawing the Bitcoins, they could set like a ridiculous order, and then on their other account, the hacker could set buy orders really low to catch the hack that they did. I don't think it was that because it looks like it was just a market order because it went down through the order book and then went all the way down to 100 Canadian dollars, which is like 75 US dollars. So some people are saying this was a hack. I think it was really just someone that hit market order and they didn't know what they were doing, even though they were using a lot of money. So yeah, the moral of the story is do not use market orders. Even for a small amount of Bitcoin or crypto, you should use a limit order. And if you use a market order, you're at the mercy of the order book. And if you sell a lot of Bitcoin for market order, you will collapse the order book and you'll end up with like way less money than you thought you were going to get. Moving on to the next story. Local Bitcoins, which is like the biggest peer-to-peer -peer Bitcoin exchange from the early days, has gotten rid of in-person cash trading. So in-person cash trading basically means you, like, you meet someone at Starbucks or you meet someone in their parking lot, wherever you want to meet them, and you give them cash and you get Bitcoin. So that's like Bitcoin dealing. Bitcoin dealing was very popular in the early days of Bitcoin all the way up through maybe like 2016. And then Bitcoin ATMs and like Bitcoin exchanges like pretty much killed Bitcoin dealing. But that being said, there was still a good amount of Bitcoin dealing even up till now, and there still is even after this. But yeah, so Bitcoin dealers depended on in-person cash trades. Bitcoin dealers could also do like cash deposit or Western Union or MoneyGram in order to sell Bitcoins. But in-person cash trades was like the staple of a Bitcoin dealer because basically you could actually have delivery of Bitcoins. Like you could actually go on local Bitcoins and do like an in-person cash trade and then have a Bitcoin dealer come to your house. So you don't even have to do anything. It's kind of like a luxury Bitcoin service if you use it like that. Well, local Bitcoins has suddenly gotten rid of the in-person cash trade. So that's a big hit for all the Bitcoin dealers that were still on there. And it's very surprising because that was the staple of local Bitcoins itself. So local Bitcoins had all the options. Like they even had like Amazon gift cards, Western Union, MoneyGram, bank deposits, but in-person cash trades was like the real staple of local Bitcoins because that 
facilitated like real peer-to-peer Bitcoin dealing where you actually meet someone and do a Bitcoin trade. Well, they got rid of that. And this follows, like in February, they agreed to comply with European know-your-customer and anti-money laundering laws. So local Bitcoins has been getting a lot more stringent with their KYC and AML. And suddenly, without even announcing it, like there was no announcement, they got rid of the in-person cash trades. So that's a big hit for people that use local Bitcoins. And there's other exchanges, like there's one called Local Ethereum that is like, they, they still do in-person cash trades. So some of the smaller versions of local Bitcoins, like knockoffs of local Bitcoins, are taking this opportunity in order to like take over the in-person cash trade market. But still, these smaller sites like local Ethereum, they barely have any liquidity compared to local Bitcoins. So it's a major hit. And local Bitcoins is used all across the world. And suddenly, all across the world, people that depend on local Bitcoins can't trade Bitcoin in person. And people are still trying to do cash deposit uh, like they will put the cash deposit option and then next to cash deposit will be like in person flexible for the description. So they're kind of like hacking it that way by selecting cash deposit and then labeling that as in person cash. But who knows how long that will last. If local Bitcoins doesn't want in person cash trades, anyone that's doing that might get banned or their trades will just get deleted. So it really seems like in person cash trading is done on local Bitcoins. But like I said previously in this story, yeah, like Bitcoin ATMs have destroyed Bitcoin dealing anyways, especially there's also Bitcoin exchanges, but especially Bitcoin ATMs have made Bitcoin dealing seem like nonsensical because at Bitcoin ATMs, people can get Bitcoin for like 10 or 20 percent above spot value. And that's about what Bitcoin dealers offered. Bitcoin dealers even cost 20 to 30 percent in the past. But now there's ATMs that even like only charge 10 percent for Bitcoin. So it's like. There's no reason that Bitcoin dealers are really needed anymore and Bitcoin dealing has been dying out anyways. And now this is kind of like the death knell, the nail in the coffin is local Bitcoins getting rid of in-person cash trades. That's kind of like the end of Bitcoin dealing from my view. I'm sure it will continue. I'm sure there's Bitcoin dealers out there that already have like a big list of phone numbers and they're just doing stuff outside of local Bitcoins anyways. And that's how it worked in back in the day. Like if someone was a Bitcoin dealer, they could just get a big list of phone numbers and they form connections with their customers and then they just operate their business without local Bitcoin. So that's still going on, but it's going to be very hard for like anyone to become a Bitcoin dealer now that there's no more in-person cash trades going on on local Bitcoins. So that's a big story for the peer-to-peer Bitcoin dealing scene. Moving on to the next story. Facebook is apparently in talks with the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, CFTC, over their global coin. So this Facebook cryptocurrency, there's been speculation about this for a while, and it's really coming. It's going to be called global coin. Apparently, it's going to be kind of like competing with PayPal. It's not really competing with Bitcoin. It's competing with PayPal. It's going to be like a PayPal sort of system where you send and receive money in a streamlined and easy way, except it's going to use blockchain. It's going to be a cryptocurrency. It's kind of like a stable coin, like Tether, except... It's going to have a whole like sort of PayPal interface around it. But anyways, they're in the talks with CFTC. And right now the CFTC says they're just like determining whether GlobalCoin falls under the jurisdiction of the CFTC. And I think if they're in talks at all, this means Facebook is trying to get GlobalCoin listed on some sort of exchange. Because the CFTC governs futures and derivatives exchanges. So maybe GlobalCoin is trying to get listed on like a main stock exchange sort of thing so that's why they would talk to the cftc that would probably also involve the sec 
But yeah, so that's probably a sign, and I'm just speculating, but they might be trying to get listed on an actual like mainstream stock exchange sort of thing here for GlobalCoin, which would really help GlobalCoin's launch. And Facebook is a big enough company they could do something like that. But yeah, even the fact that they're doing talks with the CFTC sort of indicates that, but I'm just speculating. Aside from that news, it seems GlobalCoin's going to launch in the beginning, the first quarter of 2020. So that's not coming this year, but it's coming in early 2020. So that's all I have for you today on this June 3rd, 2019 edition of the Crypto.IQ Daily Radio Show. Come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and go to Crypto.IQ 24-7 for the most interesting stories in the Bitcoin and crypto space. Also join the Crypto.IQ Trading Desk. They have made over 400% profit since July, and even though that was during the worst of the bear market, they made over 400% profits. And if you join the Crypto.IQ trading desk, you can see their trades in real time, and there's a full trade analysis of each trade just by reading the trade analysis on the Crypto.IQ trading desk. You can become an expert cryptocurrency trader, and it gets even better. You can ask the Crypto.IQ traders questions in real time, and they'll answer your questions pretty quickly. So joining the Crypto.IQ trading desk is the best way to become an expert and profitable cryptocurrency trader. This is your host Space Marine signing out. I remain in space.